This is Seven Sport. Good morning and welcome to Betty's for Breakfast live on Seven Sport this Saturday morning. Saturday the 10th of April. Mark it down in the calendar as a day where football will continue to return. It's the first round of matches in the Hellenic League Chairman's Cup and also the long awaited start of the Gloucester Cup. Um, wanted to just start the show um, to offer my condolences to uh, Kelsey, who is here with me this morning, as ever, and his family and the Squires family as well, for the unfortunate passing of Fred earlier in the week. Um, it's been a tough week for everybody um, in regards to, to dealing with that, and obviously the news with uh, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, yesterday. Obviously, the world's uh, uh, yeah, strange place at the moment. Obviously, DMX for some people as well, being a uh, unfortunate person as well, but a bit closer to home. Um, offering the condolences for the loss of uh, Fred Squires. But um, Kelsey, good morning to you. Morning. Um, obviously, as we said, there's you know tough week for yourself, but we always ask you, how's your week been? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were able to go to some football this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, pop one. Well, a couple of positive things that you know come out of the week. Um, you saw a Brad Martin hat trick. That's yeah, a positive thing, isn't it? Yeah, I did. Um, I have to pay him more money. You know, that, that's a positive thing. I bet you're absolutely buzzing with that, mate. Never, never free quid out of your out of your wallet. Um, yeah, just you know, odd week, um, difficult week. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously, sort of kept it. You know, un- under wraps that uh, the, the granddad wasn't very well because you know that was just the kind of person that he was. Mm-hmm. Didn't you know? I mean, he chat chat to everyone. Um, as people listening to this may well know, um, you know, if you got cornered by him, then hope you didn't have any plans for the next twenty minutes because you weren't going anywhere. Say, I mean, I, I was uh, <laughs> I was a recipient of that a few times. Mm. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. You used to just um, if it wasn't if City were playing away, for example. You know, we we saw him a few times at you know Hardwick, Tuffy, yeah, yeah. Long Levens, wherever Kieran, yeah. Kieran was playing at any time. So I could sit here and name Slimbridge. You know, twenty clubs <laughs> he's played for. Um, you know, we've seen some Fred watch him, watch him all really. So it's one 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 of the, the the sort of you know great memories that we'll have him. Uh, well, I'll have him anyway. Is is particularly one game where we'd gone to watch. Um, to watch Kieran, who's obviously you know my cousin Kieran Squires. If you if you weren't aware of that already, if you know being a, f- a fan of Seven Sport, um, w- go to watch him play one game. And um, Granddad always used to like to have a you know a, a look out for for Kieran to make sure that he was you know performing up to his high standards as uh, as ever. Um, but you know sometimes you get a bit confused as to. To which one, which one he was? So there's one time that he actually asked, "Which one's Kieran? <laughs> <laughs> what number's he wearing?" <laughs> Wait, if, so, if he's related to lesson. you, mate, you, the response is it's the one with the square head in the middle, <laughs> with the, the square head and a, a bit of a beer gut on him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as, as I said, there we you know, we were able to to get out watch some football. Um, you know, we we are very lucky in regards to the fact that you know non-elite football is still behind closed doors, so. Mm. Anything from steps three to six that's going on at the moment, um, you know, fans aren't able to attend, which you know it, it seems crazy still. But 
um, you know, myself and Kelsey, we're we're very lucky and delighted that the you know clubs have uh, sort of accepted that you know they're happy for us to attend. You know, adhering to you know all the guidelines that are in place as media. So we'll be looking to provide you with commentaries mm. throughout April for a number of the Hellenic League Cup games that we'll be covering, and also the Cheltenham Town Ladies FA Women's Cup tie on Sunday. Um, a little bit more about that later on because we're joined on the show by uh, Cheltenham Town Ladies General Manager Simon Tung. Also on the show today we have the man behind Ch- uh, Gloucester Shears, latest uh, Sunday League team, Silent Tech FC. Um, different sort of team than, than what you usually see. They are a team that have got aspirations to take over the social media and YouTube in the world. So we'll hear more from them. And also the new Tuffley Rovers manager, Rich Cox, is on the show we spoke to him about the return to um, football, about the start of the Hellenic Cup next week with their game against Bishops Cleave, and also what life's been like at Tuffley as the new permanent manager. Mm. So we've got a great lineup and uh, a cracking show ahead mm. of us. So, well, just before we get into the actual show as well, I just want to take you know an uncharacteristic, serious moment for uh, for myself, just to send a, a message of thanks to everyone who's um, you know sent condolences in uh, either to myself directly or uh, on social media or on the Gloucester City forum um, or you know who sent cards flowers and and and, and whatever um, and also a, a couple of thank yous as well to um, uh, to Alex Peverham at Gloucester City um, not, a pe- not a lot of people will will know obviously you had to keep it fairly under wraps due to the uh covid situation um that my granddad actually did get to go down and visit new meadow park um a few weeks ago uh obviously with such a a, a stalwart helping out at the club behind the scenes when they were at meadow park you know many many people have uh have forced to to pay him a pound to sit in the in the main stand at Meadow Park back in the day. Um, so he was very very grateful, and we're we're very very grateful for uh, for Alex for arranging that, and also to Claire Lane as well down at the club, and to Bernard Mensa as well, who um, who had who was able to have a chat with uh, with with my granddad and show him around the ground as well, um, and also you know put a, a lovely message on. Uh, on social media this week as well, um, and also just another uh, a quick thank you. And she'll she'll hate me for saying this, but a quick thank you to my mum, mm. um, who has been just unbelievable, um, just an absolute rock for the family. Um, you know, she'll she'll be fuming with me that I've put this out there on <laughs> on, on live radio. <laughs> Uh, on a Saturday morning, but you know, genuinely, I don't think that without a mum's presence around, you know, even even Grandad during his last sort of last last few days, I I know how much she's done and how much she means to the the family and for everything that she's done and and for my nan as well. I know that she's so grateful. You know, even if she might, you know, not 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 show it. Um, but uh, yeah, just a, a a big thank you to to my mum for everything that she's done this week, and you know it's so been so difficult for her, and um, 
yeah, just yeah, just just thanks to my mum. You know, she probably probably won't like me saying it, but mum, I love you. Um, you know, don't want to be getting all sort of like emotional on a Saturday morning on the radio, but just thanks for what you've done for the family. Sorry, and um, yeah, um, I know that granddad's up there, proud of proud of you for for what you've done and how you've helped us through you know a difficult week. So that's a serious bit out of the way. Now and let's I'd get like, on to the nonsense. I'd, I'd like to thank your mum uh, and also your dad because they gave me an Easter egg last week. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Eventually, on the show, that I wasn't, you know, going to get one or have one, and um, you know, parents don't weren't, weren't getting me one. So obviously, don't live at home, and we went to pick something up at your your mum and dad's after the game Saturday. I knew I, I I was keeping it under wraps. I knew that they I knew that they were getting you one. My dad did. Uh, my my mum did actually mention it to me. She's like, oh. We've got Ryan an Easter egg as well, by the way. But um, don't tell him. Just, <laughs> so just come come round after football. Say you've got to pick something up. And uh, I mean, you quite... do have to pick up stuff. You have to pick up bagels, cheese bagels. Cheese bagels. Right? Yeah, they got me. Some... I haven't even asked you about them. They got me some cheese bagels. Decent, 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 decent. They were. Um, had it. Had one on Sunday um, with a bit of scrambled egg. So um, was going to do bacon, but. The uh, bacon I had in the fridge had gone a couple of days past its uh, oh, use-by use date. So it's great. I was fuming. It's great. I was absolutely fuming. <laughs> but yeah, Maltesers Easter egg scrammed on uh, on Saturday night. It was done. It's good. It was Love lovely. That. Love that. Was that, your, the, was that uh, the only Easter egg you had? Towards yeah, it was, yeah. Was it? Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. I can't believe Craig Martin didn't get you an Easter egg. <laughs> hey, he was too busy. He was away working in Devon doing roofing and then he uh, had to get the uh, Long Devons players ready for the, their friendlies, which as we said, we, we went to, to two friendlies in the week. We saw uh, a Long Devons 11 that was mainly made up of reserve team and uh, 13 players, a couple of first teamers in there like Brad Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kane Women started in goal. Harry Emmett came off the bench. Isaac Johns came off the bench and, and George Shannon played, I think, 80 minutes in the end. Um, so, you know, there was a couple of first-teamers there. Um, very good performance against the uh, Wellington side. One, one, you know, 6-2 on the night. And then the next night we saw um, more of a long 11th first-team against Shortwood United. And that was, again, you know, a very good game for a 1-0. And it was good to see Jim. And, yeah, it was decent, yeah. Josh Loveridge and, and Matty Blythe as well. As, as ever, it was a delight to, to see everybody and just enjoying football again. That's what, what yeah. we're all about. And today That's is it. no different. Um, today we're going down to Tuffley Rovers Development versus Bolton Rovers Reserves in the Hellenic um, Chairman's Cup. It's the first game of well, first game week of that cup. So we'll go and uh, go and see the players. Rich Cox um, told me in the interview we recorded last night um, that he'll be down there watching because a couple of uh, players who are on the fringe of the first team will be in action. So a good performance today. Could potentially see them get the call up for the squad for the Bishop's Cleave game. Which, in fact, Kelsey, I don't think you've seen... I wouldn't have told you, actually. I didn't send you the message last night. Because, um, obviously, as, as, as you know, we've said and put out there, that you know, clubs have sort of authorised us to go and watch games. So I sent a mm-hmm. message to Matt at Bishop's Cleave yeah. to make sure we're called for Tuesday night. He's informed me it's actually been switched. So due to the, how the fixtures have worked, they've, it's been uh, reversed. So Tuesday night, we'll be at Tuffley Rovers again. Lovely. Tuffley Rovers versus Bishop's Cleave. And then Wednesday night, Long Levens versus Lydney. Both games will be absolutely live commentaries 
on Seven Sports. So, you know, excited to get back at it. Excited to get some football under under us and some minutes into us. You know, minutes into the players, minutes into us as well. We have got to get it established. We have got to make sure that we're, uh, you know, match fit and ready to go. <laughs> get the match fitness up. So it's a long, long month, April. <laughs> so a lot of games there. A few games in a week as well, and then you know there could be friendlies added into that. So. Got to go keep yourself on our toes, mate. We've got to be ready for this. <laughs> One thing I was going to ask, you did say last week, Kelsey, on the show, that it will be your first takeaway time. Yeah. Which you had last night. It was a pizza hut. I saw the pictures into our group chat. What did you go for? What did you have? Yeah. Um, on that note, um, that wasn't actually my my first takeaway. No, we had McDonald's in the week. We did have McDonald's on, on Tuesday after the Long Lemons game because obviously... With everything that happened, I hadn't really eaten. Yeah. So after the game, uh, me and Ryan did decide to to get a McDonald's. Uh, so that was technically my first first takeaway back, but first proper proper takeaway back, I, I think we should should say was uh, was a Pizza Hut last night. Went for the uh, what, I can't remember what it's called, the Meat Feast standard standard order for myself. Um, Ashley got her usual just. Just chicken, um, not really, not really um, a huge fan of other toppings. I mean, she likes them, but she doesn't like to, you know, combine loads of toppings on Sweet on the pizza sort of thing. Just chicken, just chicken, and and cheese, obviously, and tomato. Yeah. You know, not just dough with chicken on it. <laughs> Be a little bit weird. Um, and then we, you know, got the usual sides: cheese triangle, um, cheese triangles, I should say. Um, one massive yeah, triangle. God, imagine that, mate. That'd be That'd unreal. Be Melted cheese and oh, oh. Um, got the wedges. Bit of cheesy garlic bread. Cookie dough for dessert as well. You do love wedges. I do like the wedges. Yeah. Every I, I do like the wedges. Always seen joys on the wedges. Hope. Yeah, I like the wedges. I've never. I do. See, it's, for me, it's like I always go for the wings. Yeah, yeah, decent. Like, but I felt like I had because I've gone for quite a meaty pizza. Yeah. I thought get a bit more sort of like potato option and. You know, so, but yeah, you were thinking about your palate. A lot of thought went into that. Got obviously left, left, leftovers as well. Going to have that for for lunch later, Um, and then I'd add the cookie dough for dessert as well, which decent. Also, what I was going to broach to you is uh, pizza, and now doing a uh, Cadbury caramel cookie dough. I'm not a fan of just getting cookie dough, though. You're not? Mm. No, it's like everyone hopes about Domino's cookies. I think they're all that. Domino's cookies, no. But the Pizza Hut cookie dough, mate, I'm telling you, is decent. Sh- nah, Very good. When I'm, if I ever get like desserts for when I get pizza, it's, it's better just be ice if, cream. Just straight ice cream. I, I'll, give you, I'll give you this. The cookie dough and pizza is better if you're actually going into the restaurant and sitting in. But you can't do that in Gloucester I anymore. find that with just pizza in general, mate. Really? Yeah. No, I think... Mm, I don't know. I disagree there. I disagree. Well, let us know your thoughts on which is the best pizzeria yeah. <laughs> in the county. I mean, there's going to be a lot of love for Fat Tony's, I think, in around Gloucester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A certain Matt Yates, if he was listening, he'd be, he would be all over um, Fat Tony's for sure. He, he does like Fat Tony's, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, he does. Um, one thing that is happening today, which we're always going to keep an eye out for... Grand National Day. Grand National Day. Grand National Saturday. Yeah, already had already put my bets on for the race. I have done as well, and I've I've already done my my bets for the day this morning. Oh, it's not even half eight yet. Mate. But the way the way I looked at it is that uh, the ones I the ones I like 
as my main fancy. So uh, uh, I don't think they're going to come in, um, you know, in, in the odds or, or drift out on the odds, sorry, I should mm-hmm. say. So I think the uh, the prospect of best odds guaranteed is is not um, is, is not really one that's going to going to worry me. So I'll, I'll tell you my little treble that I've done. Right. Uh, I've done uh, in the two twenty five. I've gone for Bally Adam, who I was on in the um, Supreme, Supreme at Cheltenham, um, but I just found appreciate it just too good, which. You know, <laughs> fair enough. Um, that's currently I think, eleven to four. Rachel Blackmore rides um, Bally Adam today. Time Hill, I've gone for in the stairs hurdle. I do like Time Hill. Uh, that's in the three thirty-five, and then in the uh, the Betway Chase, I've gone for Happy Go Lucky as well. Who I back to uh, at Cheltenham. Um, that's uh, eleven to four as well. So a couple of. Well, they're all all, all favourites. Favourite backer, that's me. Probably Adam's not favourite. Second favourite, isn't it? Second, oh yeah, well, second favourite now because my Drogo's come in a little bit um, since I put the bet on. Mm. Um, but, you know, a few classy horses in there and uh, could be a little bit of extra money uh, towards my Grand National bets, which, I mean, I say that like I haven't already done them and I haven't done them for like the last like two weeks ago. Yeah. But, you know... Who's, um, who's your tip, mate? Who's your tip my in the tip. national? Oh. Well, the thing is, like, I, I've been on. A, I, I was eyeing up the storyteller from pretty much first like weights declarations, um, and it was withdrawn during the week. But one that I think would run a, is going to run a big race is Farkla under Jack that. Kennedy. Jack Come Kennedy, who um, won the Gold Cup under Manila Endo. Um, you know, he's had a grade one winner in, on Abacadabra as well this week. You know, I just think that it would cap off a perfect season for him when all the eyes were on Rachel Blackmore at Cheltenham that he snuck in and he's won the big ones. Yeah. And it would be a good story for him. And I also like the horse. I think the horse is a very good one. Um, yeah. Followed it over Ireland um, over the winter. Um, did all right at Cheltenham. Uh, placed in a, a competitive race. So... You know, if it carries the form over, then you know twenty to one, twenty-five to one, sort of for the prices that were floating around for it. It's lovely it grey as well. Lovely yeah. grey horse. Who um, I've backed and won money on at Cheltenham before a couple of years ago. Obviously, the favourite's Cloth Cap. Just a short, short favourite, really. So, um, you know, they've spent the whole week on ITV racing, saying it's the perfect round for him, perfect conditions. If he, you know, runs his race, and he's going to be the one to beat. But the one of the sort of insider fancies is uh, Kimberlite Candy. Seems to be all at Sky Sports Racing we're tipping over the last couple of weeks. Matt Chapman's been very vocal about it. Chris Hughes on ITV Racing's been uh, vocal about it. And it seems to be, um, you know, in in people internally within the sport think that um, Kimberlite Candy could run a, a big race there. And it's gone out to 14 to 1 overnight. So you never know. And Disco Rama for the Irish has uh, come in as the days have gone, the weeks have gone by. So... It's a lot to, to to look at. You look at someone like Magic of Light, for example, second a couple of years ago, eighty to one. Mm-hmm. It's going to go off at yep. well, starting the day at twenty to one. So, it's a competitive race and it's one that everyone enjoys. Absolutely, Lord Domain Hill is is the one for me, mate. That's what I've been on since. Oh God, um, months probably February. Yeah, since he when he won it, I think he won it like Punchestown, I think, um, and I just sort of was impressed with with the way it stayed on and the way the way it carried itself throughout the race and just thought you know that that's potentially a a national horse there and 
started off in the market at 20s and has now come out to 33s a little bit. So I've had a couple of goes Some places on, 40s. Some places 40s, yeah. So I've had a couple of goes on that. Um, I was also on, I'm also on Hogan's Height as well, who... Because Hulkamania is going <laughs> to run wild. I made that joke yesterday and it's still funny now. Who, who I backed at uh, Cheltenham in the cross country, yeah. I think it was. Um, stayed on quite well for, I think, fifth in the end. Um, but, you know, c- considering the other quality quality horse in that race, I mean, you know, it's essentially cross country is, you know, like a like a grade two bordering on a grade one race. Um, you know, the national is a technically classed as a grade three. Um, so, you know, grade three in it all, in, in the name, nothing else really. Uh, who else have done it? View Lyon Rouge as well, who um, statistically has ran... 30 miles at Aintree, yeah, jumped, like 200 and, you, jumped 250 fences, never fallen at any of them. So guaranteed to fall at the first <laughs> later on. Or win. Uh, and I'm also on Potter's Corner as well, um, yeah. who was withdrawn from the cross-country at Cheltenham. Um, I guess I think it was Won the was Virtual lame. Grand National last year, of course. Won, yeah, won, won the Virtual Grand National last year. We're kind of getting all the attention this time last year, really, going yeah. into what would have been the national at the yeah. time. And uh, general general twenty to one shot uh, for Potter's Corner. Uh, just having a look at it now this morning. Yeah, still about twenty to one. Jack Tudor takes a ride on that one um, on the eleven year old wearing blinkers as well. So I think that'll help it uh, a little bit. So that that would be that that there, along with you know Lord Domaino, would would be my 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 two main ones and then I'm also on Far Cloud as Ryan mentioned earlier and then for an outside shot uh, View Lion Rouge as well Lord Domaino's gone out to 40 to 1 mate I might just have to have another bet on it right now <laughs> um, but yeah obviously the national happening today obviously as always we, we encourage responsible gambling bet responsibly and um, you know just have a little bit of fun with it um, one man who will be watching the, the Grand National is uh, Cheltenham Town Ladies um, General Manager Simon Tung he is also the race and sales manager at Newbury Racecourse um, basically what is happening this weekend in regards to Cheltenham Town Ladies if you've missed the news um, it was broken on Wednesday that the uh, second round tie that they played last week where they were defeated by Portsmouth had basically been investigated due to Portsmouth fielding an eligible player and it was confirmed on Wednesday morning that Portsmouth are out and Cheltenham are reinstated. So it means that this weekend they actually face um, Gillingham on Sunday afternoon. Again, you'll be able to listen to live on Seven Sport as part of the um, coverage that Cheltenham Town Ladies are trying to encourage. Um, basically, as you'll hear in, in just a moment the interview that I did with Simon in the week. Um, basically, um, how it is is that Cheltenham Town Ladies looking at ideas on how to get the game out to the fans. Obviously, it's going to be behind closed doors at Wadham Road, um, trying to cover all angles. So they've. I, I assume that John Palmer will be there doing the written aspect of it. We will be there doing the radio aspect of it. And they've also agreed a deal with uh, a company to come and do uh, a live video stream. So there's going to be all avenues covered. We're delighted that we're you know, a part of that and have been invited to, to do that. We obviously have a good relationship with Cheltenham Town Ladies. We've done stuff for them in the past. Um, but yeah, so we were invited along to that. More than happy to to play a part in you know, what could be a historical 
event for the club because if they win on Sunday, Cheltenham Town ladies will be going into the uh, fourth round of the uh, Vitality Women's FA Cup and they will be playing away at Arsenal. Huge that, isn't it? Which, if you're someone that grew up in the 90s, <coughs> when women's football started ones, to get a bit yeah. um, of, of wind in the sails and became a bit sort of mainstream, you see it on BBC and things like that, Arsenal won the FA Cup every year. Arsenal were the team to, yeah. to, to catch every year. So, historically, it's a, a very big, big uh, club for um, Cheltenham to be playing. So, what happens is uh, I met uh, well, I interviewed with uh, Simon during the week just to discuss uh, the news, to discuss how plans were going to get the, the game prepared and also a little bit about the Grand National. So this is an interview with Simon Tung um, from Cheltenham Town Ladies. This is Seven Sports. And we're back on Base for Breakfast live on Seven Sport. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined by Cheltenham Town Ladies uh, General Manager Simon Tung. Good morning to you, Simon. How are you? Good morning. Not too bad, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, all, all good. I'm, I'm getting there. Now, it's a, been a bit of a, a, a crazy week, really. Um, news was uh, confirmed on Wednesday that the club would be reinstated into the Vitality Women's FA Cup. Um, you know, did it come out of the blue, or, or was it something the club knew about? Because it just sort of seemed to come out of nowhere for, for you know, fans and and those just sort of watching from the outside. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so obviously we we had a pretty hard fought game on on Sunday, um, which went kind of extra time. Uh, Portsmouth kind of just shaded it in extra time. So yeah, kind of at that point, you know, before that, that was it with regard to the kind of. Um, competition and the you know our run in it um you know that there, there were a couple of kind of murmurings i think on maybe tuesday that i think the fa were were having a look into um a player related to portsmouth um just with you i think potentially played a, a game uh, in an earlier round for another team which obviously kind of contravenes the rules so we kind of um, didn't know too much more and then um, got kind of a bit of a, a heads up from the FB on I think it was Tuesday evening just saying that the kind of news would break on Wednesday um, and you know what off the back of that, obviously we'd be kind of back into the competition into the third round uh, and then you know, if if the potential is that you know if we win this Sunday, um, then we go on and potentially play Arsenal. So yeah, it was you know you, you ideally you know would have loved to have kind of won the game on Sunday and and be kind of into the next round for the for the right reasons. Um, you know, by by all accounts, you know, it seems like an honest administrative error uh, on Portsmouth, and you know, in in previous seasons we've we've fallen foul to you know playing ineligible players as well so you know we, we can really sympathize with with those guys and um you know it's it's obviously heartbreaking for those uh, but you know at the same time you know we we are now back in the competition um and we've got to, you know forward and, and try and win the third round tie obviously it's kind of disrupted preparation a little bit obviously everyone's down obviously a little bit on the sunday and the monday mm-hmm. um and you know it's it's kind of cut into our preparation time for preparing for the third round game but operationally it's a it's quite a challenge trying to get these these um games on behind closed um but the kind of team the background team you probably you know 
don't get probably the, the credit they deserve um, has kind of been working tirelessly on media team uh, operationally and commercially um, to kind of put something together for Sunday that you know is a true, a true reflection of the kind of magnitude of the game obviously potential fourth round targets Arsenal would be one of the biggest in the club's history um, so you know everyone's kind of working night and day um, it's obviously a full kind of team of volunteers as well so you know that everyone's juggling kind of full-time jobs yeah. with you know doing um you know g- getting this preparation done so you know it's it's a massive testament to kind of work that going in behind the scenes um we're obviously delighted to be back in the competition uh, and you know you've got to kind of look forward um but you know at the same time we obviously do you know have a you know a degree of sentiment to kind of portsmouth they were you know very hospitable on on you know, last Sunday, given the circumstances, and you know, it was a really kind of um, tough game. So, you know, our, you know, we, we obviously feel very you know sympathetic towards those guys. Um, but you know, we've got to kind of look forward now and you know assess the game on on Sunday and do all we can to kind of progress further. And, and, and as, from a club's perspective, really, obviously, is the you know, obviously, it's exciting for for on the pitch reasons. But you look at it off as well. You know, there's going to be you know more prize money at stake because obviously it's the next round of the um, FA Cup. There, um, you know, the big carrot, obviously, as you mentioned and alluded to, there is that you know it is Arsenal away in the next round. Obviously, one of the big uh, teams in the country. You yeah. know, how big of a, an occasion is it for the club, not just on the field but off it? Yeah, you know, I think that ultimately, you know, women's football at kind of our level is different to kind of men's football. So we're you know, comparatively in the fourth tier of, of the women's pyramid. Now, if you compare that with the men's side, obviously they're all professional teams in the fourth tier. Um, you know, you know, in, in general terms, pretty, pretty decent money. Now, it's very different in terms of in the women's game. Um, you know, it's not about, you know, the money as such. Obviously, it does massively help, um, you know, but, but you know, the, the prize money, you know, it's, it is actual worlds away from the kind of Premier League and what people think about when they think football. So, yeah, it's 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 massive, probably more reputationally than kind of financially. Like, don't get me wrong, the the prize money, etc., and the you know it, it all helps when we we're looking at kind of you know what we're spending our money on and training facilities, etc. It's a massive massive help, but at the same time, you know, no one's kind of really involved with the club for you know. A, a, financial gain as such it's not like we're you know bankrolled by russian billionaires and it's you know it, it really is worlds apart so you know reputation it would be massive um obviously if we could get through arsenal um from memory of kind of the the successful fa cup ladies team um in terms of number of wins so you know if we get through it's it's going to be you know a massive game in the club's history playing a you know a super league team you know littered with kind of international players um you know it is it is kind of it would be a real kind of david versus goliath story um but you know ultimately we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and there's a humongous game against Gillingham on on the Sunday, who will have all the same sentiments as as we have, and I think you know this is probably the biggest game in their history. So, yeah, it's um you know it, it would be massive. Um, even getting to the third round is a fantastic achievement. Um, Tom and the and the, the squad have done fantastically well, you know, albeit under the circumstances to to get us into a position where we are in the third round. Um, you know, and and we're obviously kind of keeping everything crossed. There's you know some really good 
training sessions being put on this week. Everyone's you know really up for up for Sunday. Um, you know, hopefully we can make the kind of home advantage count. And uh, you know, we've got to say you know say a massive thank you to to Chapman Town, the kind of men's side, for allowing us to play at Wadham Road. Um, you know, in a you know League Two stadium, it's 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 a massive kind of um, added incentive for for the team, uh, and one that we're you know looking to fully utilise. You mentioned obviously it's a, a Wadham Road, and and you know we're more than uh, delighted to to have been invited along by the club to provide radio commentary. But you know, from a, a club's perspective, how disappointing is it that you know at this sort of time with COVID going on and, and the situation that it is that you know fans won't be there um, to to watch the, the game and support the ladies on. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. I think kind of you know the whole of sport is kind of um, reeling from you know, effectively fans not really being able to kind of watch any form of sport for for you know getting on for a year now. Uh, there was obviously the kind of mini couple of weeks in in December where you could watch elite sport, um, kind of reduced capacities. But you know, a hundred percent, we we would much prefer there to be I don't know a thousand people there watching us cheering us on giving us that kind of 12th man um, aspect of things so yeah absolutely it's it's such a shame there's a lot of kind of you know real law Cheltenham Town and Cheltenham Town ladies fans who come awful lot of the games um, and I'm sure you know if, if we could have crowds in on Sunday then we'd get a fantastic game and fantastic support from from the kind of club but also you know the, the wider town it's really you know something that would be you know fantastic now look we've got to assess the situation we can't have that unfortunately and you know ultimately the kind of you know roadmap that everyone else is on with the government in terms of the easing of restrictions so whilst it's frustrating you know it's it's not something that unfortunately we can really impact or change so we're just trying to you know control what we can um you know we're, we're launching currently a streaming service so whereby people will be able to stream the game Monday uh, via youtube so there'll be details of that kind of communicated out in due course so people can kind of watch from afar and i guess you know get us in into um get as close to the game as they can from you know with the restrictions in place so I think one thing that you know sport has done really well over the last kind of 13 months is you know adapt with the times and um, Mm -hmm. you know create new new aspects and areas whereby people can still interact and you know feel um, part of the kind of sporting calendar that's been going on Um, so yeah we you know I would certainly suggest you know anyone listening in please please do tune in it'll be hopefully a a really hard fought game and um, one that we can kind of come out on top with but you know we'd, we'd love fans to be there but you know we also appreciate the you know, bigger picture with covid that you know there are you know still you know cases and etc and and you know sport is you know probably a secondary concern when you look at the kind of bigger picture you know landscape on the moment so you know fans will come back in due course mm-hmm. um but you know ultimately it's come a bit too soon for this game it's a shame, but at the same time, you know, we understand it and, you know, it's it's one of those things that we'll, we'll overcome. It's a shame we haven't got the 12th man there, you know, in terms of our fans, but it's it's one of those things we'll, we'll put with it, just how kind of wider sport is adapted. Fantastic. Well, Simon, thanks very much for joining us on the show this morning. We look forward to watching the ladies in action uh, tomorrow. Um, I know you're a, a horse racer, Mambo, so before we let you go, obviously it's the Grand National later on. Um, who's your tip at the moment for the national? 
Gosh, that is a uh, you've put me on the spot there. I, I think kind of uh, don't get me wrong. I think Klopp Cap will be you know very hard to to beat if he kind of takes to to the fences. Um, he so he kind of on a side note, I, I kind of am involved at Newby Racecourse and he obviously won the Labricks Trophy back in November last year, really impressively, uh, followed Kelso. So, you know, he's the right favourite, but, you know, four to one, do you really want to be backing that? Uh, it probably wouldn't be for me. I think there's far too many, far too many kind of uh, uncertainties and, you know, uh, an awful amount of luck needed to kind of win the national. Um, the one horse that I've been quite interested in, and there's been quite a lot of money for it the week, um, Disco Rama uh, mm-hmm. over from Ireland, so you know I'll, I'll probably have a couple of quid each way on him, and you know probably also have a, have a look through the field. It's obviously a shame Tiger Roll isn't isn't turning up and, and ran on Thursday instead, but um, you know it should still be a great spectacle. And um, you know Entry have done a fantastic job, and and likewise ITV Racing into bringing fantastic coverage over the Entry Festival. So um, you know they deserve some credit. But I think Disco Rama probably for me, and um, yeah, I'll have everything crossed uh, come half five on on Saturday. Perfect, Simon. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the show, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Yourself, take care. Bye bye. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. And we're back on Seven Sport. That was Simon Tung from Chantown Ladies discussing the uh, game on Sunday that we'll be able to broadcast live to you on Seven Sport in the FA Women's Cup, um, and also a little bit about the Grand National there and, and who he fancies. Um, but yeah, Kelsey, tomorrow's game, we're, we're very excited for it. We, we haven't mm. commented on Cheltenham Town Ladies for a while, so um be interesting yeah. to, to see how they go. It'll be a tough game against a, a decent Gillingham side. But yeah, the carrot of, of going to Arsenal away is a, a massive one. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be going to be big and, you know, rest assured, we've... we've, we've we, well, I don't know about you, but you know, done a, a, a little bit of research, ready for the commentary tomorrow. Obviously, going to spend a couple of hours later as well, looking through, um, you know, relevant figures and stats and squads and, and things like that. See if there's any, um, you know, players uh, that uh, that are ones to watch out for. Um, so yeah, we're, we're very much looking forward to it. Um, as Ryan said, it has been a while since we've managed to get down to to a ladies' game, not through any sort of you know agenda as as no doubt some people will will have you to believe you know there's always the brigade that that like to to moan that women's football doesn't get enough coverage and then when women's football does get coverage they moan that you've uh that you're covering it you can't win but you know that is what it is people like to complain in this day and age but you know we're very much looking forward to it our thanks to simon for for coming on the show um, and for his tips in the national as well. Um, it's very much a theme running throughout our show. Uh, so I hope, I hope you asked the uh, other interviews. I hope you asked Rich Cox. You didn't ask Rich Cox for his tips in the national. Unbelievable. No, I did not ask Rich Cox for his tip. <laughs> um, I've lost my training for that. Oh yeah. Simon, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for, for coming on Simon. Thanks for, you know, reaching out to us as well. Um, you know, to offer us the opportunity to to commentate on the game, and I'm sure that it's going to be a, a special occasion, no matter what the result for the club. Mm. Um, and you know, we'll keep our our, our fingers crossed. Well, and, just seeing on social media the response that you know the the club have got for you know having the news to to share in the first place. You know, it's something that is going to be an exciting occasion for for everyone involved. And yeah, yeah, as I said, we're delighted that we are actually mm. involved with it and. 
look forward to, yeah. to getting started. It's something and, that, yeah. you know, we've been vocal about here at Southern Sport for a while. It's, you know, how we do want to sort of increase and, and improve on the women's coverage. That well, we've always, provide. yeah, we've always wanted to improve our, our women's coverage. I mean, we, we want to improve coverage of every sport. I mean, we, yeah. we've been saying for, for pretty much all of 2019 that 2020 is going to be the year where we're going to expand our women's coverage and cricket coverage and rugby coverage and that sort of thing. And then, covid hit and then the whole thing just <laughs> just went belly up so there wasn't really anything that we could do about that but you know last year was all where we were set and ready we had a a sort of you know a a, a clearish plan in place to go and cover the ladies football more and start doing bits for cricket and you know other sports i mean there was even one idea that i had about getting someone on board to do a little bit of golf coverage and things like that so but then everything just you know went um went pear shaped so maybe maybe this year we'll start to see a bit more diversity in the in the sports that we cover but yeah certainly women's football is something that we're looking to to expand upon and you know hopefully this is just the first step um yeah so absolutely absolutely delighted to to be going there tomorrow and we're all behind them yeah and then obviously as we said there you know it kicks off our run of april commentaries here on seven sports so april see us back in the stands with the mics watching um you know a lot of, of local football and yeah delighted to to finally get back at it and i'm sure that our schedule will increase once we get more you know word of friendlies happening teams getting ready um to restart games and, and that kind of thing so exciting times for for everybody to, to get involved um one thing that we have noticed, and in particularly myself, I noticed that over the last couple of weeks is the emergence of a social media um, profile of Silent Tech Football Club. Um, delving into it a little bit more, see that they've got an Instagram, they've got a YouTube, they've got you know multiple outlets on social media, um, and it is just a Sunday League club full of absolute monstrous talent, Kelsey, <laughs> and they're looking to. Not not copy, but emulate the likes of Hashtag United, DTFC, um, and a couple of others where YouTubers and... Um, Under the Radar teams, FC as well. Yeah, and teams that have you know, got out of social media presence on YouTube and, and have a following that way um, can look to, to thrive. And one of the things that I noticed when I saw the video on Instagram is that a uh, friend of Seven Sport, friend of Ryan Butler, Lewis Spurrier plays for him, <laughs> Miles Ferguson as well, Jay Mousham's guy and all of those guys um, in there. And if you look on the Instagram page for Silent Tech, you can actually see that they have got signed up Carnell Chambers, who is uh, back in football action. So Some serious ballers in that team. Yeah, so I wanted to uh, find out more about them. I messaged Lewis Spurrier and said to him, yo, who is the man behind I bet you actually said yo as well, didn't you? No, I said, hey, mate, how are you? But I hadn't <laughs> spoke to him for a while, so I did Fair check enough. in first before. You're not, you're not on, on that sort of level of friendship? Yeah, we are. I just hadn't spoke to him for a while, so oh, well, I said, oh, I want to make enough. sure he was all right first. Oh, fair enough. You didn't just go straight in with the yo like you do for me. No. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I spoke to uh, Lewis Spurrier. I found out that the man behind Silent Tech FC is Nathan Essen. So what we're going to do, we're going to go for a song. When we come back, it'll be the interview that I did with Mr. Essen in regards to Scientech FC and everything they're all about. Um, coming up a bit later, we have Rich Cox as well, um, the Toughly Rovers manager. But go for a bit of hard fight and then we'll learn more together about Silent Tech FC. 
This is Seven Sport. And we're back on Seven Sport for Birdies for Breakfast this Saturday morning. I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the phone by Nathan Essen, the man behind Silent Tech FC. You'd have seen them on social media, like we said earlier on in the show. Um, and good morning to you, Nathan. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thank you, yourself? I'm all good. I'm all good. Now, I said there, you know, on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, Twitter, um, and YouTube as well, um, everyone would have seen Silent Tech FC, little clips going on, um, pictures of players with shirts. First and foremost, for those who don't know, what is Silent Tech FC all about and how did you get started? Um, so I got started with, um, well, I just I really wanted to uh, own a football club when I was younger and really wanted to start YouTube. So I kind of put it both together and started Silent Tech. Um, we'll be releasing content on YouTube weekly, um, 4K HD, um, content on Instagram um, every day. Um We'll be playing in the Gloucester, Gloucester and District League to start off with. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully get some friendlies against other YouTube teams as well to get other content, get our name out there, get a bit more views. Um, but yeah, that's just the start. Now, now for those who, um, yeah, cause we do have a lot of, of, of listeners of, of different ages, so um, some will be a bit more mature audience, so they may not know what so, you know, YouTubing is all about and, you know, no other YouTube clubs and, and clubs that, you know, thrive on social media. Now, when you say, obviously, you know, looking to put content on, on YouTube, what sort of content can we expect them to be seeing? For example, um, on a Sunday morning, um, we'd have kickoff about 10 o'clock. After 10 kickoff, um, we'll start shooting from, from when the players arrive, um, kind of like a behind-the-scenes um, sort of thing. So when like you get a change room, change room atmosphere, um, you get the team talks. Um, mainly it'd be a highlights with the game, the best mm-hmm. bits of the game. Um, and that will that will go out through for the rest of the season. You'll see our little journey. And, and you know, for for those who, as I said, who you know, being a part of of football and and know sort of the likes of Hashtag United and, you know, DTFC, you know, DT from uh, AFTV, you know, it is quite a, a popular thing now to have these clubs that have the, the social media presence and the YouTube presence. You know, as someone who, um, I've done my research on you, spoke to Lewis Spurrier, that's my research. So uh, he said, obviously, you, you you know, were at Forest Green and, and things like that. You know, how does a club like Silent Tech differ to a sort of normal club and, and, you know, what is it about having a club with, you know, such a social media presence that, that you know, is exciting? Um, I think um, it would be good to have something like this in Gloucester because um, we don't really have anything like this. It's all um, London-based um, and, like I say, they get a big following. Um, so this is this would be good for the community. They would get the youngers um, to go and watch us play. Um, every week, um, our team is, I would, I would say, is um, like an England squad of Gloucester. We got pretty much all the best players from the Hellenic League. Um, I'm, I could say we're more like a Saturday team playing in the Sunday League team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because <laughs> obviously, look so, at yeah. the, the, the videos that have coming out. You know, you've got you know a full kit, the players' names on the back. Um, and as you said there, you know, players that, 
if you've been following Seven Sport over the last few years, you'd know of. So I mentioned Lewis Spurrier there, Miles Ferguson, um, Jay Mauschinsky, for example, were just a, a number of players that um, you know I've seen in the video clips that that play for the club. You know, how did you go about assembling a team? You know, was it an instant um, idea that had a lot of interest, or did you have to to work on it? To be fair, I did have to work on it. I had to get um, a presentation uh, for the players to convince them um, to join. Um, it was it was a mission, to be fair, to get the players like Lewis Burrier because obviously they are good players and they're thinking about injuries and just making a Sunday League football. But I explained to them it's more than just a Sunday League football team. Um, they would be, um, obviously I explained, we're trying to go along the lines of um, SC Don't if you ever heard of them mm-hmm. they're from uh, London um, and they love the idea and they're willing to be a part of it and willing to sacrifice um, to get where we want to be Who was the hardest? Who was the hardest that needed convincing? Because I see you've got Carnell Chambers as well haven't you? Yeah I think it would have to be Carnell to be fair Carnell Chambers um, obviously um, he just get back into the football now um, he just been officially unbanned um, as we've all heard, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he'd, be, he'd be going on trial for a lot of clubs, so um, it'd be nice to have him as long as possible, really, because we're expecting to not have him for much longer. And, and what are your your you know short-term and, and long-term aims as a, a club? What kind of impact are you looking to make? Um, a massive one. I reckon, well, of course, we're going to win trophies, win the league, uh, first and foremost um, but our aim this year um, will to get at least some sort of income coming from YouTube mm-hmm. um, that will be our main inco- that will be our main um, you know that will be our main eye but of course we want to win we want to win games win trophies win cup games and just release good content for, for everyone and you know I, I've seen on uh, on your social media you know a couple of um Logos flashing up for for sponsorship. How have local businesses supported you so far? And obviously, you know, you'd have had to have found somewhere to play that kind of thing. You know, how hard was was the off the field element of it? Um, to be fair, I've had quite a lot of um, help from um, sponsors, uh, people I may know, um, mm-hmm. friends, um, family. Um, the sponsor, our main sponsor, is Apple Priority Cars. Um, they will be paying for. Um, well, we're great. They'll be paying for our pitch, so that's that's one section ticked off. Um, we're also sponsored by uh, Chance of the Chance Changes the Chance, which is a mental health company. Um, where we'll Tom be, Hoskins, is it? Tom, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that would be a, a big um, that would be a big reflection on, on people with mental health and get we'll get a bit more uh, for them. Um, and our last sponsor is. Uh, seven Sports, I think it's called Seven. Yeah, Seven Sports Academy, which is Lewis Fogg's uh, one-on-one training. Okay, um, and you know, you were mentioned there about um, the pitch being paid paid for, sorry, and things like that. Um, where exactly would you guys be playing, and where would you be based? Uh, Dalties. Okay. And Nagelcourt. That'll be our home pitch. Um, really nice ground. Look after their pitches. Um, we were looking at other places, but we, we were keen and we liked the ground at Dowies and they offered us a great deal. And have you got anything in place in terms of um, 
you know, not marketing as such, but, you know, to advertise, to, to get people to go down and encourage people to go down and, and you know, watch uh, you boys in action on a Sunday morning? Yeah, of course. We've got a few plans. Um, we've started to release flyers. Uh, we've got a couple of friendlies lined up. Of course, we can't have any uh, anyone watching us at the moment due to COVID. But um, what we're planning on doing is to every week release a flyer of location, times, etc., and the promo video. Um, and all the players will be advertising it as as it's if if it's their own event. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure within a year we'd have a good. We have good numbers turning up, I'm sure. Have you already started eyeing up merch? Who's going to be the merch provider? The Silent Tech replica shirts for everybody? The scarves, the hats? Yeah, well, have to be. Have you already got designs for that? Who's, is that something you're looking at? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but when you get a website up and go in, get all a lot of merches up. Um, but of course, that would have, that'll take time. I'm looking... Um, next year when we've got a little bit of following and got some videos on um, the YouTube. So that's next year's plan. And, and you mentioned obviously the the pitch and, you know, started um, playing games, played a game uh, last week now, one one five nil. Um, you know, how pleasing and how proud were you to, you know, get that first game and see, you know, the fruits of your hard work, um, you know, unfolding right in front of you on that first game? Yeah, it was amazing. All the boys said um, they loved it. They just can't wait to get to get back onto the pitch again. Um, I appointed a manager, Lewis Fogg. Um, he's quite that. He's really excited for the season. Um, it just it couldn't have gone any better. Could have been more than five. Um, the uh, the team we played off on Birmingham, and they they never lost this season. That was their first loss, um, which means we're doing something right. Five nil and a clean sheet. You can't go wrong with that, can you? Exactly. Can't go wrong. <laughs> um, and you mentioned, obviously, you know, you're encouraging that people shouldn't really be going to watch, um, you know, yourselves with the, the current guidelines in place. Um, but when is your next game currently? Our next game, well, we've got a six-to-side. We've started a, um, we entered the um, six-to-side league at Gloucester City Stadium, mm-hmm. um, which is Sunday evening. Um, our next friendly will be next Sunday, the 18th, against Andover'sford away. Cheltenham um, we're looking to record and release a video for that one okay um, you said about six aside there obviously we, we've named a few of the the squad and, and you know some of the standout out players that we would recognise here at Seven Sport who makes the six aside anyone us, us, our team is that strong there's no weak there's no weaknesses um, anyone could do a job um, it's just who's available on that night. It's literally first come, first serve. Oh, I was going to say, that's incredible. First six, and you could get any combination. That is exactly. just, that's mouth watering. <laughs> that is mouth watering. But yeah, I mean, from I mean, as soon as I saw it, I thought, you know, these guys, I've, I've keep an eye on these. Because there was a few teams that have um, started in and around the, the county that, that we've obviously spoke to and, and gone and seen the training. And I saw the Silent Tech um you know, Instagram pop up and saw the video, saw Spurrier six, and anyone who listens to Seven Sport knows that um, used to work with uh, Lewis Spurrier and have been uh, good mates with him. So as soon as I saw that and saw Jay Malshin's guy, I thought, wait a minute, these some players, some <laughs> players of this squad. So as I said, I've done my homework. I've, uh, I've had a chat with Lewis and said, look, who's running the joint? Give me his details because he's coming on Seven Sport and we're having a chat. <laughs> Love it. Um, so. 
for anyone who's, you know, for the first time hearing about Silent Tech FC, where can they, um, you know, find you, follow you? You, know, you mentioned the YouTube. How do we, um, you know, get on board with Silent Tech? Um, you can follow us on Twitter, um, Silent Tech FC, at Silent Tech FC. Same with the Instagram, at Silent Tech FC. Um, got Facebook, that's also exactly the same. Um, where we'll be releasing content on Instagram daily, uh, tweeting um, daily. Um, we'll just keep it going. Well, we look forward to uh, you know watching it unfold and... Um, yeah, we'll look to come to a few games. I reckon I'll, I'll bring Kelsey along. We'll have a, we'll have a butch. Any excuse to, uh, to see you boys in action? I think really. You would um, have to. Yeah, Nathan. Thanks very much for for joining us on the show. What Thank you for plans, having me. What are your plans today? Um, I have a little bit of training. Um, literally a little bit of training that I'm done. A bit of food and just watch the football. Perfect. Sounds good to me there, Nathan. But we'll get everything um, Silent Tech related on the, the website for, for everybody to take a look at on the social media. Um, and we look forward to seeing and being a part of the Silent Tech journey. Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate it. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk. And we're back on 7sport. Just uh, didn't realise that the uh, interview had finished there, but um, <laughs> lovely interview there with Nathan Essen of Silent Tech FC. Um, we look forward to seeing their journey, really, being a part of what they can do on social media and uh, excited to see some um, some YouTube videos from them. And, and you've got to say, based on the, the squad that Nathan's building there, very, very good squad of, uh, of players that we know about. Yeah, as I said, just before we went to the... Um to, to the break and then the subsequent interview there you know some serious ballers in that team mm. Lewis Spurrier Carnell Chambers Miles Ferguson you know it's just three of them straight away um, good players all experienced in Southern League and, and above um, you know so they're certainly building a good squad well, you know it almost seems to be a trend nowadays isn't it you know of teams starting up and you know looking to make it big on social media before actually playing you know you look at Gloucester Athletic for example um, in the Cheltenham League, uh, they're looking for their first first friendlies. I think in 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 May, um, after forming, oh gosh, when was this? Now what about April, May? No, no, it wasn't actually. It was um, it was later than that. I think it was around August yeah, time, wasn't it? Was it? Say, it was summer last year. About about August time last year. Um, you know, we've 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 been down to 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 meet the guys there before. Um, see how they've been getting on and what their recruitment's been like and I'm sure we'll probably catch up with them at some point in the next couple of weeks as they start to prepare for their first games I know they've got like an, an intra-squad friendly coming up as well but you know that's that, that just goes to show that, that the, the power of, of social media and the, the power of that the clubs can sort of harness to, to attract players and you know it's all about who you know obviously so when you've got players like Lewis Spurrier you're always going to get interest from someone like a Miles Ferguson um, and then like a Carnell Chambers to to come and, and, and join the club. Uh, so, you know, having connections is, is great. And if they can grow that even further through the use of, use of their social media, you know, their YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, no doubt they'll be on TikTok and things like that as well. Uh, you know, it can only be good for for the local football scene. And, you know, these are all... Saturday league players are then going to be playing on a, a Sunday as well, so that even that might even help their um, 
might even help their development in the in 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 the Saturday league games as well. You just don't know. But yeah, looking forward to seeing their journey, seeing how they get on, and seeing who else they sign up as well. Yeah. So everyone, uh, as uh, Nathan said there, um, you know, to hear more about the the club and what they do, um, just check out Silent Tech FC on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook at Silent Tech Football Club. Um, yeah, lots to uh, get excited about their YouTube channel as well. So we look forward to seeing what they post in the coming weeks. Now, as we said today, we are going down to Tuffley Rovers Development versus Bolton Rovers Reserves. It's the opening game, uh, game week of the Hellenic League Cups with the Challenge Cup starting on Tuesday night. Um, the Chairman's Cup for the Division 2 side starting this weekend. Um, yeah, so other than uh, the Tuffley Rovers game this uh, Saturday, we'll also be there on the Tuesday night to watch Tuffley first team against Bishop's Cleave. So we'll be seeing a lot of Tuffley. Rich Cox will be there today watching some players who are on the fringe of the first team, see if they get the call up. So we'll be there. And uh, I spoke to Rich last night in regards to the game. Um, so we'll hear from him in just a second. But first, we have a bit of Eve's. Um, when the day comes on Seven Sport, when we come back, we should be nearing wrap up time. So this is Eve's, followed by Rich Cox, live on Seven Sport. This is Seven Sport. And we're back on Bertie's for Breakfast, live on Seven Sport this Saturday morning. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the phone by Tuffley Rovers manager Rich Cox. Good morning, Rich. How are you, mate? Hi, hi. Good morning, Betty. It's been ages since I've seen you, mate. How are you keeping? Yeah, not too bad. Um, been pretty busy with um, with work. Um, but yeah, but. But, but glad um, the season's starting to uh, continue. So yeah, looking looking forward to it. Since the last time I've seen you, you've now become the the permanent Tuffley Rovers manager. Um, first real chat I think I've had with you uh, since the the appointment was confirmed. You know how happy are you to to be at Tuffley and you know look to to build for the future? Yeah, I'm I'm delighted to obviously get the um, to get the position of um, permanent manager. Um, I feel. I feel that there's unfinished business um, from my side personally, um, and yeah, it's just just a case of driving driving the club, um, can continue to develop it. Um, yeah, so just just can't wait to to get going really. When obviously the the job was advertised, there was you know endorsements all over social media from <laughs> current players, former players, yeah. um, you know people that you've probably crossed paths with along the way in your football yeah. story. You know, how does that feel to to know that you were, you know, so publicly backed and supported? Yeah, obviously it's um, obviously it's, it's pleasing to know you've, you've got the support out there of, um, of like like you said, everyone past, present, etc. Um, but it, it is what it is in terms of I've got I've, it, I didn't go out and say, oh, can you like myself? I'm not on social media at all. Um, so half the things I, I I didn't even know was happening. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was getting things screenshot to me and saying, oh, look, this is happening and the, the hashtag Coxie in and all, and all that stuff. But I, I took it with a pinch of salt in terms of what, what was being said. It's obviously nice to have the backing um, and the support of, of people. Um, but at the same time, it was the it, it was the club's decision and, and that didn't have any impact on, on me getting the job. So there was a bit, a bit of white noise going, going on in the background and ultimately it was it was um, the committee and, and the chairman and the board that that yeah, give give me the job, not to do with any of the um, yeah, the social media politics. And it's almost um, weird and ironic in a way that every time I get you know 
a chance to have an interview with you know a manager at Tuffley or Ken or or, or Neil. There's always something going on off the field at Tuffley in yes. terms of you know redevelopment of the ground. Still, you know the drainage is happening in the summer, and there's yeah. a lot of off the field um, enhancements to Tuffley Rovers as a club. Yeah. You know how excited then are you to be a part of the wider club, not necessarily just being involved in the first team, but a wider club at Tuffley Rovers. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 first and foremost, it's an absolute brilliant club. Um, I felt at home f- from from day one when Pritch got me on board. And like you said, it, it's more than just the first team. There's a massive culture around the club as is is being one club, um, and that's something we're trying to really kick on in terms of all the clubs being being part in integrated into one another. And and yeah, it's just just got a good got a really good feel as you said there's a lot of development there's a lot of things going um behind the scenes um which is only going to get the club big bigger and better um but yeah it's it's, it's part of my job in in the management team and the players um to to get the first team where 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 it should be and that's that's doing that's doing the business on the field and getting results and developing players and, and kicking on in that aspect and the the first team got back in action on Thursday night with a behind-closed-doors friendly win against Quedgley. Um, obviously, the, the results don't always uh, reflect the, the true story or, you know, matter too much. You know, mm. how pleasing and important is it that, you know, everyone just got back at it, you know, met up? You'd have probably, I imagine you'd have had a couple of training sessions before. Or... Yeah, yeah. So we've um, we had two training sessions the previous week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday. And then we actually had a behind-closed-doors game against... Um, Against um, Cheltenham youth team, mm-hmm. um, which was which, which uh, yeah Tuesday, which was a good good test as obviously they've they're training every day and and, and been playing competitive games for months now, and it was the first time we've yeah we we've we've kicked the ball for 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 four months so yeah that was that was a good test um, slow start as as expected um, but yeah some some individual mistakes led led to a few goals but yeah on the whole it was. It was quite quite a good performance um, and a really strong second half showing. Um, and then yeah, in the the Quedgley game um, Thursday night was yeah was was very competitive, um, good good in patches. Um, but yeah, but the the main thing, like I said, is, is minutes minutes banked for the players, um, and they're only going to get they're only going to get stronger from that. And you know we we all know that the the friendlies are taking place at the moment with the the eye on next week the start of the Hellenic League um, Challenge Cup, the Chairman's Cup, and um, later on the Supplementary Cup all, all sort of yeah. kick off. Um, what's your mindset going into to that cup? I know it's, it's easy to say, oh, do you think you're toughly going to win it or are you there to win it? Because mm. at the end of the day, we're, you're all playing football to try and win mm. as many games as possible. But mm. do you see it as a a chance to lay down a marker going into next season or are you there thinking yeah, you know, there, well, yeah there's, there's, a, there's a there's a few variables to it um, I think of, obviously we want to go as, as far as we can and we want to have a good account of ourselves because you were doing um, right in the Cups before the season would stop weren't you in terms of the Hellenic Cups last yes. season and then again yeah. this year you know it was it was picking up a little bit and then yeah. it felt like you, you hadn't played games for ages so yeah that's it and, and to be fair I think we were right. We we were probably the most we was probably the most unluckiest team in terms of of the COVID situation in terms of how how it kept on stopping us going our runs and, and playing any home games and things like that. So that, that that that's been 
quite challenging. But but yeah, this this is a great opportunity to, like I said, get get a good account of ourselves and go as far as we can. But at the same time, um, it's stuff that we can lay down, sort of like your your, your philosophy, how you want to play, um, bed in a few new players, um, work on work on different things, um, and just give yeah give players opportunity to showcase what they what they've got and then ready for the to kick on um during the pre-season and then the, the following season because you mentioned uh you know chance to look at, at new players there um sort of know from from social media that mm. sam mendez played on 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 thursday in particular yes had a good game against quedgley um, yeah joel white was playing at center half um, yeah you know how is the the squad looking what sort of changes have been made to it yeah, we've got um yeah, we we we've brought in we've brought in four or five um different players, um good players who I've had a bit of a, a history with with before in terms of no work with them, um no no know where their talents lie. Um so I'm just hoping can provide them the platform to enjoy their football first and foremost and then yeah, and then like I always said to them, when when you enjoy your football, your quality will will shine through because you're all good players. Um so yeah, so that's I'm hoping they they have a big impact um, for Tufty Rovers over the next few months. And we had uh, Sam Pryor on the show uh, from Brimscombe last week. And, yeah. You know, we we spoke about you know how exciting it is from uh, you know someone who covers Gloucestershire football's perspective that mm. in this cup competition you get a group like yours with Bishop's Cleave, Lydney, Long Levens, and yourselves. Yeah. You know how. You know, eye-watering is that. You know how mouth-watering is that. You know, it's a big carrot that you've got three local sides there that you know you could turn a few heads. Obviously, with with good run-ins, you're playing them twice, and yeah. you know, it's a really good chance for your your Turfley side to express themselves. Yeah, exactly. And and I think there's no bigger there's no bigger challenge than when you when you play your when you play your rivals because it's it always got that little bit of little bit of edge no matter if it's in in the league or or a cup competition um but yeah it's it's i think one thing i'm i'm trying to get across to the players is i think they're better players than than they have than they have been performing in terms of a bit a bit of mentality work um been doing with them um just getting them to to trust one another and in and be brave and and yeah like you said give give a good account of themselves cuz cuz i look i look round um player for player in in some of the the, the, the footballers we, we've got a, a very good players, so it's 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 time that they start to impose themselves a, a little bit more in in yeah in, in not not just settle in, in in accept certain things, just just try and kick on and, and be the best they can they can be. And Bishop Cleave on on Tuesday, you know what yep. sort of tough test are you you expecting to see for your players? Yeah, obviously Bishop's Cleave are a good team. Um, they all, they always have good team. Um, solid, solid at the back in in very and got very good attacking players. Um, the front the front edge of the of the pitch. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge. We're gonna have to first and foremost we're gonna have to defend well. Um, gonna have to have a good shape about us. But at the same time, we've got match winners all over the park that 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 can do something as well. So so yeah, no, it should be a should be a good contest. Um it's not gonna be free flowing mm-hmm. completely because of obviously the, the there's gonna be a lot of rustiness there. Um so yeah, we'll just have to have to see where that, that game takes us. One thing I wanna wanted to double check with you, just so you can confirm yeah. it. Is McCauley Herbert still club captain? 
Yes, he is. Fantastic yeah. news. Yeah. Like this, yeah. You have the sleep easy tonight. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, um, I've, I've, heard he's, uh, I've heard he's doing a, cal- he's doing a calendar. Yeah, oh, um, of course he is. Yeah, and he's just going to be wearing... I think some toughly shorts in uh, the, the skipper's armband or something. I don't, I don't know, but that's what's that's what's going around. I'm, I'm hearing so, and I think Warren might be might be in a few of them as well. So Warren's got to be for February for Valentine, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Ta- nipple tassels, the lot. That, that's that's what Warren's got to have. Either that, or it's, it's Warren's got to be for December, just with like toughly Rovers like underwear and. Uh, Tuffy Ravers Santa Claus style Christmas hat. Yeah, I try not to think about that really, but to be honest. But... <laughs> what are your plans today, Rich? Um, plans today. So I'm um, gonna go to the gonna go to the ground. Um, the the development side's got a got a fixture in there in their cup competition. We'll see so you um, then. yeah, so got got a few got a few players to keep to keep eyes out on, and um, yeah, so hopefully it'll be a good game. Delighted, Rich Cox is going to ask for our opinion. Lovely. That's what it's going to be. We're going to be there watching Tuffley together. Um, Brilliant. But Rich, thanks very much for, for joining us. No, no problem. And we no uh, problem. look forward to catching up with you later on today and then on uh, Tuesday for the start of the Hellenic Cup. Brilliant. Nice one. Thanks for having me. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. Rich Cox there. Join us on Betty for Breakfast. Um, Delighted that Rich Cox is still at Tuffley Rovers. He's delighted that he's there as well. And uh, his players, former players, current players alike, um, everyone seems to be very happy with the choice from Tuffley Rovers to bring Rich Cox as the permanent manager. And uh, yeah, we're delighted to see how Tuffley shape up on Tuesday and how their development players play today. Um, well, I'm hoping we get the likes of Jacob Geddes playing today because I don't think yeah. he played on uh, Thursday night in the friendly so yeah it'd be a good chance to see Michael Palmer and the development squad in action today Exciting well prospect. yeah and you know always great to uh, to speak to Rich and as we've we've mentioned you know previously a couple of weeks ago when he actually got the job that yes it was the natural choice and and the correct choice um so he was really the only the only man for the job um as was shown by the outcry of support he got on social media from former players current players um you know fans and 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 the like so he's got a, a, a decent chance there now at Tuffy to really put his his stamp on the team, make his mark, and you know all those other cliches. Now he's got a full a full season in with the with the team. Um, interesting to see whether he does bring through the likes of of your Jacob Geddes and and Rudy McKinnon, and um, obviously we know that James Sunley is is going to be off to 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 Cheltenham as well um, from from the youth team. So there's plenty of players that. That the Rich Cox has got a, a a pool to pick from should he wish to bring up the younger players, but then you know the the Tuffley first team squad as well. They've they've always had a good a good pool of players to choose from. You know when they've got players like you know Miles Fergs and Jewel Reg uh, for them as well. Um, ben Prichter, who always pops up now and again for uh, for a few games here here and now a season. I'd like to maybe see him get a a, a more solid place in that first team but you know work commitments and life commitments and things like that get in the way of that then you look at the more established players in the Tuffley team you know like your Dom Kent Warren Mann of course uh, who can talk about Tuffley without talking mm. about Warren Mann Macaulay Herbert 
if he's not off modelling. As you would have just heard in that Rich Cox interview as well, he's uh, <laughs> alluded to a calendar, a, t- a Tuffley Rovers. A calendar? Macaulay Herbert in his Tuffley Rovers underwear calendar. Oh, imagine that. I mean, I, was, I just realised as well, because where it was a pre-recorded interview, you haven't actually heard that. So when you listen back to it later, mate, there's a, a lovely bit chat there with uh, me and uh, Rich Cox about um, how a, a Tuffley Rovers calendar girls scenario would look. You know? I was going. I was going to say like, surely you you'd start off January with with Macaulay just to. No, you'd want Macaulay for February Valentine's you... Day. Ah, yeah, that's a shame. Showing him off. Yeah, I said, I, as I've said to Rich, there the, the, the December would be Warren Man. But if it's dressed, made, dressed as an elf. No, if it's talented. <laughs> oh, harsh there. I'm saying in a Tuffley Rovers coloured. Um, Santa Claus hat <laughs> just that and, uh, that would be the perfect way to celebrate Christmas Spiller would be uh, would be January to, to make sure that the year gets off to a proper and correct start yeah. because Spiller is a, is a stick and if, it, if it's a calendar girl situation where it's obviously in the buff Spiller would be doing the January fully clothed <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he listens to this now I hope he listens <laughs> well he should be there today so we'll talk to him about it and, uh, Ken should... Blackburn make an appearance on there Nah, nah. It's too. It's Ken Backman's too classy for that. Yeah, it's not. It's not his thing. You saying that? Saying that Macaulay Herbert's not 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 classy bloke. Oh, he's trying to expand his portfolio. Mate. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just be getting started. Ken, Ken Blackburn's been there and done it before, mate. He's yeah, got a whole range exactly. of calendars that he's done previously. So exactly that, mate. Exactly <laughs> that. Um, final sort of burning embers of the the show um, for the week. The uh, sort of concluding message that I just want to put out there is that good luck to everybody. Getting back to football today, if you're Long and, Levens, and the Gloucester Cup as well. Yeah, exactly. Long Levens away Cup. at um, Westfields as a, a FA Vars warm-up game for Westfields in a friendly. If you're, you know, playing in the Hellenic Cup, that kicks starts today. If you're playing in the Gloucester Club, the Cricklade Trophy and Plate, whatever you're playing in, obviously have fun. And it's as frustrating as it is, obviously spectators. Um, should follow um, guidance, but if you do go to a public park today and a, Keep game of, and a game of football breaks out, you should really close your eyes and not partake in that entertainment. That is for sure. <laughs> but that's us done for another week. Um, we'll be back with a live commentary tomorrow at Cheltenham Town, Cheltenham Town Ladies versus Gillingham in the Vitality Women's FA Cup. Then on Tuesday, we're back with Tuffley Rovers <laughs> versus Bishops Cleave to kickstart the Hellenic League Challenge Cup. On the Wednesday, we'll then have Long Levens versus Lydney Town before a game on the Saturday, which will be Vremscombe and Frupp versus Stonehouse Town. So a lot of all Gloucestershire affairs to kick us out of the way um, with the Hellenic Cup. So stay tuned to 7sport.co.uk for all of the latest updates in regards to the games we're doing um, and the fallout following. But thanks very much for everybody listening and enjoy the rest of your weekend. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk.